Good morning, Refuge Church. All praises to our God who is worthy to be praised. I count this an honor and a privilege to be before you on this Sunday morning uh, to give you what the Lord has given me in the Word of God. There is a word from the Lord for you on this morning. So if you don't mind, let's get our Bibles out, our Bible app. And if you don't have that available, you should see the scripture on the screen. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just simply ask that your will be done. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke this morning. Uh, I'll be reading from the 17th chapter. Uh, we're going to start from the 11th through the 19th verse. The 11th through the 19th verse. There you'll find these words recorded for our consideration and discussion on this morning. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, they said to them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 Cleansed, but where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Amen. Amen. For the reading of God's words. I want to talk to you from the subject. Don't forget to remember to give thanks. Don't forget to remember to give thanks. Uh, I solicit your prayers on this morning. Somebody once said, uh, when you get up in the morning, you got two choices. You got two choices. You can either say, good morning, Lord, or you can say, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> I found out that how you start your morning often demonstrates how your day will go. If you start your day out grumbling and complaining, you've already decided how your day will go. Matter of fact, You've already paved the road that you're going to travel on by how you start off your day. But how many of you know that your attitude can change your altitude? Your attitude can change your outlook of your entire day. That's why the Bible tells us in Philippians 2.14, it says, do everything without grumbling. Do everything without complaining. But what happens when you do have a lot to complain about? Suppose your complaints are legitimate. Suppose your, your, your grievances are reasonable and rational. Suppose your criticisms are real. Uh, what happens when the people around you don't even have a problem with you criticizing things or complaining about things because if they were you, they'd do the same thing. In this passage of scripture, we find that there are these 10 men who had a lot to complain about. Their lives was nothing to brag about, nothing to write home about, nothing to be proud of. They had this disease called leprosy. Their disease defined who, who they were. Matter of fact, in the Bible, you won't even see these 10 men's names. They're not, they're not even introduced by their name. They're introduced by their condition. They're called lepers. It was a disease 
that had no limits. They're without limits. It didn't matter what nationality you were. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter whether you was poor or wealthy. It didn't matter what side of the tracks you grew up on. It didn't matter whether you was a graduate or dropout. This particular disease, it leveled the playing field. Everybody was the same. One of the crucial things that leprosy does is that it causes a loss of feeling. They could put their hand in a pot of boiling water and never feel it. They could be asleep on the side of the road and rats and rodents can come along and chew off their fingers and their toes and they never feel it. This was an incurable disease that would eventually disfigure and rot away the body. Matter of fact, this disease can take 30 years to run its course. And in that span of time, entire limbs would simply just fall off and they never feel it. It is a horrible disease. And the lepers, they were treated as a dead person. Once you got that disease, that was it. The fate of this infected person, they were required to shout unclean, unclean anytime they came near a healthy person. Just imagine this. It's, I know it's hard for us to imagine, but imagine what this was like over 2,000 years ago. Just imagine what it's like for the unhealthy person to be required by law to stand four cubics or six feet away from a healthy person. I know it's hard for us in this civilized society to understand what it's like for an unhealthy person to be quarantined from their family and from their friends and from society, but they had to stay away from everybody. Just imagine 2,000 years ago that they were required to cover the bottom half of their face. Just imagine that everyone who got this virus was considered dead. They was dying. I just can't imagine it. So, in my opinion, they had a good reason to complain. Real good reason. Their day wasn't going to get any better, uh, no matter how positive they were when they woke up. It didn't matter what kind of attitude they had when they woke up. It didn't matter what side of the bed they woke up on. Any side was a bad side. It's interesting to me that the Bible introduces this narrative by stating that Jesus was traveling through a region between Samaria and Galilee. That's what the Bible says. Because when you look on a map, there is no city or town or territory or province between Samaria and Galilee. Matter of fact, Samaria borders Galilee. But the Bible clearly states, it clearly says that Jesus is traveling between these two places on the border, if you will. And based upon this verse, scholars have often questions, uh, questioned Luke's ability uh, to understand geography. They, they question his sense of geography. Did, did he really know that there's no place between there? Did he really understand? Let me submit to you that, that, um, that Luke knew exactly 
what he was talking about. And he knew exactly where he was talking about. Remember this, Jews despised the Samaritans, right? Many of you know that. And, and, and they, they wanted nothing to do with them. They, they just did not get along. And, and Jews stayed on their side in Galilee and the Samaritans stayed on their side in, in Samaria. And the two just did not want to intermingle at all. Many times the Jews would travel around their city just to avoid being in the same place as a Samaritan because in their mind, Samaritans were beneath them. But this border, this line that connects them was an area of common ground. And this is where Jesus was. And this is where these lepers were. This is where they lived. They lived between these two places on the border where, where, where neither side claimed them. Ah, ah, listen, listen. So not only are they together because of geography, they were, they were there together because of another commonality, and that was misery. How many of you heard that misery loves company? I, I know you heard that before. So it's no coincidence that Jesus is on this border. Aren't you glad that Jesus stays on your border? I know I'm glad. Listen, aren't you glad that Jesus meets you right where you are? Aren't you glad that he will meet you where no one else can or no one else will? Aren't you glad that Jesus knows when you're on the edge between two places, not knowing what to do? Aren't you glad he knows when you're on the edge of confusion and depression and turmoil and uncertainty, not knowing which way to turn, when family and friends forsake you, neither side accepts you, neither side know how to help you? Aren't you glad that he knows exactly what you need? Aren't you glad that Jesus sees you? Because this is exactly what happened to these lepers. These lepers on a daily basis are crying out for help and no one, no one on either side of this border can help them. Society has pushed them away and, and then they see Jesus afar off in the distance and they cry out to him and he sees them. It's interesting to me that no matter where you are, Jesus sees you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible says when he saw them in verse 14, Jesus saw them. This is a small, this is a small but significant detail to me because Jewish law and human nature conspire against these lepers. Jewish law pushes that says you got to push them away and exclude them from, from society and they can't attend church and they can't go to the synagogues. They can't be with their family. They can't be with their wives. And human nature steps in and cosigns on that. People are inclined to ignore the sick and the dying because suffering and death make us feel uncomfortable. But thank God that the one who sees the lepers also sees us in our pain. Whatever it is that you're going through, I need you to know right now that God sees you. Jesus sees you. And the thing is, God's senses don't work like ours because, because God can see 
your pain. I might be able to see uh, in, in your eyes that you look like you're in pain, but God has the ability to see pain. Mm. Some of you have been crying, uh, crying out um, about something. And I came here to tell you today that God also hears your tears. He knows the words that are contained inside of each one of your tears. And as you cry, when your tears hits the pillow, it makes a sound that only God can interpret. He can hear what each tear means. The Bible says that these lepers, when they saw Jesus, they cried with a loud voice and said, have mercy on us. And then Jesus immediately responds and says, go show yourself to the priest. Now, this is where I have a problem. I have a problem right here because it's interesting to me that Jesus didn't lay hands on them and say something deep like, be thou healed, go and sin no more. If it was me, that's probably what I would have said. Isn't it interesting that Jesus didn't tell them to go wash in a pool, come back to see me, then I'll send you to the priest. Because if it was me, that's probably what I would have done. It's interesting to me that Jesus didn't let them just touch the hem of his garment. I mean, he was right there. They could have just came and touched it. I mean, that's probably what I would have done. But 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 listen, he asked them to do something that really did not make a whole lot of sense. The priests were there only to declare them clean. They got to go to him clean. If they were declared clean, they could return to their families. They could return to society. But Jesus told them to go without first healing them. After I looked at this, I found out something. I found out that sometimes God just wants to test your faith. You see, listen, it's easy to go to the priest after you've been healed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's easy to bless somebody after you've been blessed. Oh, it's easy then. It's easy to fill out the job application after you have already been pre-qualified after you've met all the requirements. See, it's easy to open up your business after you've already saved up all the money that you'll ever need. But where's the faith in all that? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, see I, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. But because of faith, I believe that it will happen. I don't see how God is going to open up a door. When I look, I don't even see a door to open. But God knows how to create doors where there is none. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. God gets his glory in us having and using the faith that he's given us. Matter of fact, he said it's impossible to please him without it. You can't even please him without faith. The Bible says that as they went, they were healed. He asked the lepers to step out in faith. I found out that spiritual blessing comes in the pathway, pathway of obedience. I need you to write that down in the chat right now. I need you to put this for somebody. Somebody needs to, to, to hear this. Write this down. Spiritual blessing comes in the pathway of obedience. 
The operative words here are as they went, right? That means, in other words, as they obeyed, as they utilized their faith, they were cleansed. Faith is exhibited in what we actually do, not what we think, but what we do. Because these lepers believed, they begin and they began to obey. Because they believed, they obeyed. The Bible says in James 2.17, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Then the Bible says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. One of them realized that the priest that he was going to, he can wait. I need to go back to the high priest. That's what he said. I need to go back to the high priest. I need to see the one that made this happen. I'm not going to forget what he's done. I want to remember what just happened. But Jesus, now he asks an interesting question afterwards. He says, weren't there 10 cleanse? Wait, 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 what? Weren't there? I know I counted 10. I know I counted 10. How come is only one of y'all come back? He said, Jesus asked this rhetorical question. This question draws the attention to the nine who did not give thanks. Many people have read this and they sat, they sit back in judgment of the nine. You know what they say? They say, you know what? I would never do that. No, not me. I, I would have came back to glorify. If that was me, I would have turned right back around and came back and glorified God. I would have thanked Jesus. How dare those nine not give thanks? I would have done it. Could you imagine for a moment these men wanting to get back to their normal, normal lives? Think about it. I need you to think now. Uh, I'm sure they wanted to see the priests so they can go back home to their wives. They miss their wives. They miss their children. They miss their families. I'm sure they were tired of being quarantined mm -hmm. and tired of being six feet apart or four cubits apart from everybody. I know they were tired of wearing the, the face covering on the lower half of their face called masks. I know they wanted to return to work and back to church and their synagogues and to the life as they knew it. I know they was eager for things to go back to the way they were, the normal way of life. Let us not be critical of them, lest we be just like them. How often do we stop, God, to give thanks? How often do we stop to thank God uh, for our blessings? How often do we forget to remember to thank God? In these last two years alone, what has God done for us? How often have we given him thanks? Jesus says to one leper, to that one leper, get up and go your way. Your faith has healed you. It's interesting that Jesus says, get up and go your way. Your faith has healed you because uh, weren't all 10 already healed? Why would God say your faith has healed you when they was already healed? All of them. Verse 14 said that all 10 lepers were already made clean. So something more must have happened to this Samaritan. The Greek that is translated has healed you is also translated as has saved you. Jesus healed 10, but he saved one. 
He made this one whole in the body and the mind and his spirit. Do you just want to be healed or do you really want to be saved? Do you want God to give you, uh, do you want what God can give you or do you want God himself? Are you settling for less than what God has for you just because you won't turn around and give him thanks? When we consider all that the Lord has done for us, the very least we can do is thank him and give him our life and fully surrender our lives to him. Let us not forget to remember to give thanks unto the Lord. Let us not forget to remember that he left heaven for us and died for us on that old rugged cross so that we can live with him forever. Let us not forget to remember all that he endured on Calvary for you and for me. Have you thanked him today? If not, don't forget to remember to do it today. What Jesus was looking for 2,000 years ago, he's still looking for today. A grateful and a thankful heart. Let us not thank him during this season uh, for turkey and for the dressing, but let us remember to thank him for eternal life with him. Can I pray with you? Lord, as we approach the end of another year, let us not forget, but let us always remember what you've done for us, how you've kept us all year long, Everybody did not make it, but we did, and we are grateful and thankful. Help us to walk in that thankfulness shown by our obedience to your word. Because of the faith that we have in you, we obey. These things we pray, we ask in your son's name. Amen and amen.